Shear, we're currently doing Netzach Yisrael from the Maral on the topic of Golos, as we proceed into the month of Tammuz over here, the month where the Golos begins. And of course, coming to you live from the Summerton Community College of Summerton, Philadelphia, a beautiful, lovely Thursday morning. Thursday morning, wow. So, let us proceed. We are uh, here in the beginning of Netzach Yisrael, Perak Aleph, page Tess. It doesn't say test at the top, but we know it's page test because the next page says Yud. We're on the left-hand column, very top of the column. We're talking about the concept of the Gullus. We're talking about how Gullus is there for us to understand its opposite. You can understand, you can understand reams and reams of information about something by examining its opposite and extrapolating the antithesis from the the subject at hand. To understand Geula is to understand Gullus. If we understand what the final redemption is about, what, what it will be and why we need it, we have to understand Gullus. Exile and destruction is there for that purpose. And the Maral is telling us that, that um, Gullus, exile, is the concept of something being out of place, out of whack, against the grain, out of its element and out of its environment. And it's a natural state in which something is exposed to the unnatural. And you find gullus by other nations. And you find gullus by other entities and other concepts where something is just in the wrong place. It's out of place, out of its environment, out of its home turf. And everything has a natural inclination to want to return to its home turf, to want to get back to where it came from, to want to reunite with its origins. Everything has that yearning, that pining, that inclination, that natiya. We discussed how there's nothing like that sensation of coming back from a long vacation and returning to your place of um, location, your original location, the, the, the feeling of no place like home. That's that inner voice, that inner sense, telling us, like, this is really where you belong. You've returned to where you belong. It's great, Geschmack, to go adventure, to go touring, to go to go traveling, but everybody needs to have a homeland, has to have an anchor, have to have something they call home that they return to, the base camp. The Maral said that, however there's a Sakana, the longer that something remains out of place, out of its environment, out of its own turf, home turf, in a place that goes against the grain, the more there's a danger that the unnatural become natural, that the against the grain will become the grain, that it'll just eventually adapt to where it is and adapt the local practices of where it is and begin to lose touch with its, with its, with its nature. The, the, the exception can become the rule if Gullus persists too long. That's what we're up to. So it says the Maral tap line by the period of the left-hand column, We, us Jews, the holy nation, the chosen nation, If we would be in Golis forever, which is again against the grain, we're out of our environment, out of our place, we don't have the Shechina, we don't have the Beis HaMikdash, we don't have that natural link with our homeland, with where we belong. Says the Maral, what's the natural environment for Kla Yisrael? What's our home turf? What's that area where we're supposed to be, where we belong, according to the laws of nature? That's Eretz Yisrael, but note what he says. Eretz Yisrael doesn't just say geographically. He says, where do Yidin belong? Where, where are we? What does it look like when we're where we're supposed to be? 
Eretz Yisrael, Birshus Atzman Veloi Birshus Acher. Eretz Yisrael, when we are in control of our own peoples, ourselves, and not under someone else's control. It's clear in the Maral that for us to be reunited, to be on our home turf, to be where we're supposed to be, requires two components, Rabbi Sai. Those two components are geographic, a geographical component and geopolitical component. Location, location, and yeah, I'm looking for a word that means government that rhymes with location. That rhymes with yeah, yeah. That's what I'm looking for. That's that. Hence the pause over there, the momentary pause. Um, Location. I know location and direction. Direction doesn't really rhyme with location, but but I don't want to hold up the sheer just to find a word that means rule and authority that rhymes with location. Subjugation. Um, yeah, well, subjugation is is a harsh word. Um, the idea is not for, you know not to be subjugated, but but um, that's closer. It brings us closer. Okay, but no manipulations. That's not the right one. So anyway, Rabbi Sai, uh, but I, but thank you for the suggestions. Thank you for the suggestion. Shall be benched. Shall be benched. Amen. Thank you. So the two two things that we need to have, two things that we need to have in order for um, us to be on a home turf where we belong is the right place and the right power the the correct the correct um, geography and the correct um, the correct leadership the correct authority having the right authority the right leadership without the right location we're st- still means we're in Gullis, and the right location where they're at the right leadership also means we're still in Gullis. So, so the Maral says we have to be in the right place with the right people in charge. He says us in charge, but the us means the right us. There's the right us and the wrong us. What's the right us? Yidden, who are leading us according to the principles of, of the Rebbein Shalom's Torah Mitzvahs. Malchus based David, the Reish Galusa, the the Nasi, the Avbez, and the people, the people that are, that are, that are that are running the show, that are leading Klai Yisrael through the through the the guidance of Torah, nothing but the guidance of Torah. When we are being led by Yidden, who have anything but the ideals and values of Torah in mind, that's all Vaiter Galus. That's Vaiter Galus. And certainly, when we're being led by Yidden, who are being led by Goyim. That's also a Vaiter Gaulus, right? When we're being led by him, they're being led by Gaim. That's also Gaulus. Yes. So, so Zakti Maral, when are we, when are we reunited and uh, where we're supposed to be, our proper location, when geographically, geopolitically, we have the right location, the right leadership, that's when we are in a state of Gula, not in a state of Gaulus. And unfortunately, we, we are still waiting for that. We're still waiting for that. We have had times, certainly, where the Yidden accepted unanimously the leadership, the authority of Chazal, the authority of the G'dayle Torah of the Ene Ho'eda. We have had many times like that, but we did not have that in Eretz Yisrael. And we've had times, in recent times, and especially in modern day times, when so many are living in Eretz but unfortunately we're not living under the authority, under the leadership of the Ene Ho'eda. So that's what we need. You need a combination of both to not be in Galus. 
Um, okay, that was just like the Mimer. Those are kind of parenthetically, we're able to um, extract that little nugget there from the Maharal. Um, everything in creation has its place has its natural place where it belongs where it's supposed to be and if everything in creation has a natural place where it's supposed to be it can also be out of place out of its, out of its own personal um, Seder Hadvarim, order of that nature has deemed for it. Kemoi, she gazru chazals, chazal have decreed, have established, ein lechol davr she'en loy makam, mishnah pikeva says that there is nothing that doesn't have a place in the chazals, uh, the myrousing profundity, a very profound, deep meaning in that deep take on that, which is everything. Ein lechol davr she'en loy makam, everything has its natural environment, its natural habitat, where it belongs. It means everything can also be taken out of its natural habitat, be taken out of its natural environment, and be put in a place where it doesn't belong. And when that happens, there's something off with the world order. The Bria is out of, is, is, is out of whack. The Bria is out of whack. And it means the Bria is not going to be functioning properly on two levels, macro and micro. On a micro level, that particular entity, which which is out of its place, is not going to be operating at full steam, optimal capacity, is not going to be doing what the Rebbein Shalom really intended to do, because for it to be having that correct output, to do what HaKadosh Baruch intended to do, it really has to be in its proper location. So on a micro level, that entity, which is now out of place, against its grain, is not functioning at 100% maximal optimized levels. And on a macro level, when you look in the entire Bria, the entire Bria needs every entity within the Bria, every prat, every detail, every component part with the Bria, doing what it's supposed to be doing, functioning at optimal capacity, and all of that intertwined together to be putting together a Bria that is, that, that, that is, that is unified and harmonized with, 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 with the bringing out being Megala Kavit Shemaim, which requires each component of the Bria doing what they're supposed to be doing, where they're supposed to be doing it. So there's a micro effect and a macro effect when you have any particular entity in Gullus. Gullus means simply it's out of where it's intended to be. It's out of where its natural habitat, natural environment was is that was established for it. And is therefore not optim, uh, operating at opt- optimal capacity. And this applies... We see from the Maral, not just for nations. We said the 70 nations really to be doing what they're supposed to be doing, functioning at optimal capacity, have to be where th- those nations were designated to be, their particular geographical site. It applies to, to items and objects as well. It applies to, excuse me, to flora and fauna. It applies to the, the, the wildlife. This species is supposed to be in this particular region. If I... If I wipe them out, even if I relocate them to a different region, there's something lacking in the Bria now, being that they're supposed to be buffalo in North America. And the buffalo, okay, maybe they're, they're bison really, but let's call them buffalo. Okay, we know that they're really bison, but we call them buffalo anyway. Is everyone okay with that? Yes, sir. Okay, good, good, good. My father is old. If you were here, you would say, no, no, it doesn't, it's not good. You can't do that. But with, with all due. With uh, um, from the title is and Stark. So we'll call them buffalo. Um, so the buffalo were 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 um, indigenous to North America, quite uh, uh, ubiquitous, and they were nearly wiped, nearly hunted down to extinction from 
Buffalo Bill, Bill and Friends. Note, Rabbi, he was called Buffalo Bill. Nobody called him Bison, Bison Bill. Nobody called him Bison Bill. It's called Buffalo Bill. And note that there's a city in New York called Buffalo. Not Bison. It's not called Bison. They're called, what? Known for its Buffalo. Known for its Buffalo. There's a place in Colorado off of I-70 where it says Buffalo Lookout Point. What? I didn't see, but I didn't see that. Buffalo Lookout Point is a sign off of I-70. doesn't say Bison Lookout Point. And there is a picture of Buffalo. And there's a picture of Buffalo, not a picture of Bison. That's right. Um, so, uh, okay, in any case, in any case, getting back to topic at hand. So, so something would have been amiss with the Bria if the American buffalo slash bison would have indeed been hunted to extinction. Bar Hashem, they bought, brought them back from the brink. They stabbed Buffalo Bill in his <laughs> hoof prints over there, in his tracks. They stopped him. They did not let him get that last buffalo. And buffalo have are, are, are made an amazing comeback. Amazing, amazing comeback. They're all over the place now, right? You don't even have to go out to... You can see them in Kentucky, too. You can see them in South Dakota. South Dakota. Alaska? No way. Buffalo and Alaska. Look at that. Blian Hara. But if they... So, so if they would have been wiped out... Let's just get back to... Getting a little distracted here, I think, by the buffalo. But, but if they would have been wiped out, there would have been something amiss with the Brio. Even if they would have been relocated to a wildlife preserve... In in Alaska, in Ala- Alaska or or or, <laughs> or, or, or Africa, or somewhere, but the American buffalo would have been hunted to extinction. There would have been something amiss with the brio. What I don't know. Who knows? But but they were created for a certain task and for a certain purpose and task, and they were they were created and and placed in a certain area for a specific task and a specific task. And this is the Maro saying, We know Adam says there's no person who doesn't have his moment. That's there's talking about people. The Dover is definitely not people. Everything has its place. Everything it was created for a for a purpose, for a function, and it was put in the place where it is ideally fulfilling that purpose and that function. So there would have been something amiss with the Bria. Now, that's on a micro and a macro. On a smaller scale, yeah, we have to understand that what's a zoo in Lambdas? A zoo in Lambdas is, is abduction. Abduction, Rabbi Say. That's right, we have to go liberate all the animals from the zoo. Because every animal you see from the zoo is a testimony to saying that this is supposed to be in a certain habitat, this is supposed to be in a certain place, a specific place, and, and, and that's how it fulfills its function in the Bria. And I have abducted it from that place, and I'm trying to throw the Bria off. Now, that's a very extreme way of looking at a zoo. And fortunately, it's not the correct way, really, of looking at a zoo. Um, it's not the correct way of looking at a zoo. Uh, if we if we get too fanatical and carried away with this morale, then we would we would go on, on missions, secret missions in the middle of the night, stealth missions to liberate all the animals from the zoo in the name of the Maharal, in the name of Pirkei Avis, in the name of Chazal, in the name of God, liberate all the animals from their abductors. But fortunately, we don't have to do that. We can focus our energies on other things because there's a difference between animals and, and Kalal Yisrael, and, and, and that's really our responsibility. It, 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 animal, there's no, this harks back maybe to things that we saw in Der Hashem. Animals have no individuality. There's no like specific yichidus y- 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 when it comes to an animal. Der fared, der fared, der fared. They don't have specific animals when it comes to the animal world. There's just one big conglomerate called the horse world and the zebra world and the elephant world and the giraffe world and the lion world and, and, and the buffalo world, right? The buffalo world. Careful, careful. Uh, my father, we got a lot of nachas, so. The, the, the animal world. Um, 
this specific buffalo, this specific elephant, no, it's not loy mile of loy moira to take one specific elephant. We don't say that the elephants are now not fulfilling the task because one elephant has been abducted and taken into the zoo. As long as there's elephants where they're supposed to be elephants, so the, so the elephant, the species of elephants is there doing what elephants are supposed to be doing in the Bria. One specific elephant having been selected, abducted, kidnapped, kidnapped, and taken away from its herd in a zoo, being exploited for my personal pleasure and the pleasure of my, my screaming, whiny kids coming with their runny noses, exploited for my kids' personal pleasure, that's not really messing up the Bria. That's not messing up the Bria. Um, if we ex- if we if we if we exterminate, if we make all the elephants go extinct, we take all the elephants, put all the elephants in zoos, take all the buffalo and put all the ele- buffalo in zoos, that would that would that would that would harm the bria. That would shake up the bria because the Rebaisham wants certain animal species in certain places for whatever reason, unbeknownst to us, but they're supposed to be there. But that's where we apply the mission of that everything was created for a purpose and everything everything was put in a certain place for that specific purpose. With individual animals we, we uh, don't apply this. Whereas, when it comes to Yidin, Yidin, we will see a, 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 not only Klai Yisrael can be in Gullis, but a Yid can also be in Gullis. An individual Yid can also Zayn Egin a Gullis. You can have your personal Gullis. Physical. Physical and spiritual. Gullis. And geographical. Mental. And mental. All of the above. A Yid can have Zayn Egin a, 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 a Gullis. He can have a personal Gullis because... With, when it comes to Klai Yisrael, every individual Yid has an individual function, individual purpose, individual task that he has to bring out. And he has to be in his personal place where he was created to be, to bring out that Tafkid. And when he is removed from that place, both geographically, geopolitically, geophysically, geospiritually, geomentally, all of the geos, right? He's in, he's in Gullus, in exile, in any of the above areas, then he is out of whack on a personal level, and the Bri is lacking his personal contribution, he's in, from his personal Gullus. So this is, a, this is a very profound, very, very, very fundamental difference between Yidin and elephants. There's, there are more differences as well, but, but in terms of the, the, the individuality, a yid can be an individual gullus, and an animal cannot be an individual gullus. Do you ascribe the same quality to Boim, being in the individual gullus? We've seen in Derek Hashem, excellent question, excellent question. So I did jump from elephants to yidin. I did make that jump. You jump over. Go ahead. That's right. That's right. So this has to do, is goes ties together with ideas that we've seen in Derech Hashem, which is that when it comes to Klai Yisrael, there's Hashkacha Pratis. When it comes to the Umas Island, there's only Hashkacha Klalis. When it comes to the Umas Avada, we don't compare Chalila V'chaz, Umas Island, to elephants. We don't compare them to the giraffes. And I really mean that. I'm not just saying that because we're being recorded and it's going to be sent out on podcasts all over the universe. I'm not. Uh, I'm saying this because this is the truth. We we don't compare the umas Ilam to animals. The umas are, are, are above the elephants and the gazelles and and the animal world. The umas Ilam have neshamas. They have ruchnias. They have they have a shtick ruchni. They have they have they have a neshama. At the same time, we do have to recognize a difference in terms of the tafkid, in terms of the mission statements, in terms of the assignment that they have. The tafkid between yidn and gaim. The yidn have. Hashgacha Pratis, which goes together with an individual task, an individual assignment. And Gaim have Hashgacha Klalis, they only have a general Hashgacha, general um, monitoring that the Rebbein Shalom has on, on the Um, on the nation, on individuals, because the, the Gaim have um, a general task, a general 
assignment that they're supposed to bring out, not individualized assignments. Once in a while, there are there are guys that could have, have a, could be a guy that has an individual task, an individual task. That's when there is a member of the nations of the world whose job is to facilitate the task of Klai Yisrael to be there, like we call the Chassidei Umasa'ilam. He's there to assist Klai Yisrael, to, to work with Klai Yisrael. So then he'll have Hashkacha Pratis, he'll have an individualized Hashkacha, an individualized Tafkid, in as much that he is Mishtayich, he is aligning himself with an individualized nation of Klai Yisrael. Okay, that answers the question, I think, yes? All right. Um, yeah, let's read a few more lines over here. So Klaizo we've established has a, a place that we're supposed to be, has a, a location that we're supposed to be, a leadership that we're supposed to be under for us to be in our ideal state of Gula, not Golis. We are exposed to Golis when we're not in the right location, when we're not under the right leadership. We're out of whack, against the grain, out of our nature, but again with the Klaizo as well. Prolonged exposure to an environment which, uh, which is against the grain, uh, out of my nature, can, can change my nature, can change the grain. That's the problem. Prolonged exposure to gullus can change the etzim nature of anyone that's in gullus, can change our nature, can, 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 can start to flip our nature. Like you take a magnet. Magnets are aligned in a very specific way with the North Pole and the South Pole. Um, and if you put two North Poles together, they repel. North Pole and the South Pole, they, they grab onto each other. North and North repel each other. If you take a magnet and you expose it for long enough to the opposite pole, the poles flip. Eventually the poles will flip. Every kid knows how to do this with a magnet, right? Take one magnet, rub another magnet against it, the opposite pole. You will eventually realign the magnetic fields within that first magnet and flip the North and South Poles. Everybody knows that, right? No. Well, now you know that. Now you know that. If you do it enough times, you can flip the reverse the magnetic field. That's a beautiful muscle for what the Maharal is referring to. You take something and bend it against its grain for too long, you will flip its teva. And that can happen in a bad way. That can happen, as, as Lior mentioned, you can do that for Avaitas Hamidas, Avado. I can take my bad Midas and force them to flip them to the other pole and realign them. But it calls that in Mimelov, if Kleisrol has prolonged exposure to an environment which goes against our grain, that can flip the magnetic poles of Kleisrol also, which is bad. The only thing that remains shtendik, that remains unchanged and fixed and doesn't flip are the things that remain in their natural state, in their natural place, in their natural order. The teva that the Rebbein Shalom Put in, uh, establish in a person to in, in, in an entity, a person, a thing, an item, an object to find its its its, its natural location has the property to to sustain it in that setup. If you expose something, again, for a prolonged, protracted period of time to an environment which is against the grain, against this teva, that eventually would reshape and reimagine, realign the teva, that item, because something needs to be in its natural environment to have that sustained... Um, sustained characteristics and character type and setup, it has to be in its mukam, it has to be in its environment to remain the way it's supposed to be. Okay, that's a good place to stop, I think. Mirza Hashem, we will continue tomorrow and uh, we'll digest all of this in Bimam Shech. Mirza Hashem.